Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. First guest on today's Big Blend Radio to- Toast to the Arts and Park Show is Lorenzo Vigil. Uh, he is the Park Superintendent at Fort Union National Monument, which is up in northern New Mexico. And I'm uh, very excited to have Lorenzo back on the show. He's normally on talking about art and on with a show that's with an artist uh, from the National Parks Arts Foundation residency. Uh, but today we're going to really focus on the history of this fort because it had different stages. It's also part of the Santa Fe Trail. It was a very important a place in regards to history of the Southwest, which ultimately connects to the rest of the country. I encourage you to go to the website. It's nps.gov forward slash F-O-U-N. So welcome back, Lorenzo. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, the hey. weather is perfect here in uh, northern New Mexico, so uh, I'm looking forward to, to today's uh, conversation. Yeah, cool. it is good to have you back on the show, and we're so excited that we finally got to you. We we always promised we'll make it, and we did. It just it took a while, but we got there, and um, <laughs> it was wonderful to meet you, and then also explore the fort. Um, the fort is like in a cool location. I mean, you got to think about when they first decided to build a fort there, um, and it's had many roles in the history. It you know just throughout the years. But when they first decided, okay, we're going to build a fort here, do you think they did it because it was also like, hey, this is a cool spot. It's pretty out here. Let's let's land here. Uh, that might not have been part of the consideration of sitting at the fort. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, the, the location that, that uh, you know, the Fort Union is on was picked more because we, the location was, oh, within a mile or two of, of the infamous, uh, you know, March West uh, during the Mexican-American War. And and uh, this is where that army of the West, in a sense of, of the push for westward expansion, camped. And in this area are a set of uh, pools of water along Wolf Creek. And there's plenty of grass out here. So uh, when, when the idea to establish Fort Union uh, started up, the, the the location was picked for that reason. Uh, you know, there was a place where there was plenty of water and grass uh, right. for the horses, um, you know, belonging to the Army uh, at the time. So, and then, you know, was, at the time, they also considered it to be closer to to the problems that, that the military was having, um, you know, dealing with, with uh, Native Americans at that time. So they wanted mm-hmm. to be closer to the issues that that uh, they felt they had. It's interesting. So it was built, what, in 1851, um, but it really kept going, what, for 50 years or something? It, like, it, it kept going. So when we first did, we did the whole walk around. And there's a shorter version, but I encourage people, do the whole thing because you get the whole, uh, like, this whole understanding. But it kind of had different stages of the fort. 
you know, this was like the beginning and then the middle, you know what I mean? It, it's interesting to see it change over the years as you walk around. Yeah, well, and I think a, a big component of that was just uh, what the West was undergoing. You know, one of the things that, that we, we say about Ford Union was, uh, you know, it was, it was set up, um, you know, it was a federal presence out here in the West. That's mm-hmm. what it established. Uh, whether it was desired or not. And, and, and that's kind of like a, you know, a, a, this innocuous comment of why desired or not. Well, desired because that's what, you know, the new Americans and Americans settling in the West wanted, this federal presence. But then on the other side of the desired or not was, you know, the military's policy and the government's policy against Native Americans. So a place like Fort Union is so... I don't know. You know, I like to say there's the good and the bad of, of of a place like Fort Union, you know, because you have families and and folks that came west through the military, and and you know after their military time was over, they settled in the area. So for them, places like Fort Union is a good place. But for the folks that were on the other side of what the policy of the fort was, you know, it's a pretty dark place. It has a dark mm-hmm. history also. So that's something that we we deal with. I mean, something that. We want to make sure that people understand, um, you know, that uh, a place like Fort Union had multiple, you know, I guess, you know, multiple roles. You know, first off, establishing that federal presence right after the Mexican-American War, uh, Mm. and then later Mm. on serving as a presence for the Civil War. And then at its tail end of its history, I just felt that uh, the history just got darker and darker uh, because it Mm. began to serve as a way station for children being pulled out of reservations it was a holding station for kids on their on their way to all of these boarding schools you know it was kind of like a changing of culture and you know at that point you know the day we it was forced and you know back in the day they said oh we're just helping them so you know it it, it had Mm. multiple stories enrolled here at fort union and it's similar sorry go ahead i was going to say it's kind of similar to when um the British colonized Africa and they decided all Africans have to have their hair cut and take off any of their paint, facial markings, and go to school and be Christian. It's kind of like that. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it, it, and, but that's the thing, you know, we, and we want to make sure that we touch on all those stories. Some of them mm-hmm. are fairly controversial, and we just don't want to short those those important stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then we're not we're not doing our job as a national park. So mm. you know, we take the good with the bad. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, we had African Americans here, slaves also. Um, and then also we were one of the first posts in the West that had Buffalo soldiers. Um, mm. You know, we 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 do know we had seven. Uh, you know, folks that won. You know, about Buffalo soldiers that won medals of honor. So mm, wow. you know, a place like this. You know, was was fairly strategic for multiple things that happened in the West. One of the things that we do talk about with visitors when they come through, and and they begin to kind of wonder, like what you asked, you know, why is it out here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and but but the deal is, at the time, you know, it was a literally like a, like a small city, um, and so this was a happening place. But you know, we always say Fort Union had its fingers in everything that ever happened in the West. They were part of the strategy and making decisions for other forts far away from New Mexico, uh, you know, at the time. Um, 
You know, wow. New Mexico territory was huge, and the decisions made at Fort Union impacted the entire Southwest. And whether it was, you know, direct impact or indirect, uh, they were mm. involved in everything. Mm. Wow. Even design-wise, Nancy and I have been through some forts. Um, in Yuma, there's Fort Yuma, which is actually on um, the Kashan's, uh, reservation and if you go it's or slash california it's it's just every everybody's kind of touching each other there over the colorado river the lower river and so you don't really see the remnants as much but um when we were in um up in it was southeast arizona uh the fort out there that was um you can kind of see the same adobe style um and then at fort Bowie. But also, or Fort Bowie, however you want to say it, and then when you go mm-hmm. up, like we went to Fort Churchill in Nevada, and they kind of seem, they, it's like the same kind of design with the adobe. And um, I know they try to do some restoration, but they can't go all the way with it. But it was all that time frame. So adobe was a really a big part. And it was interesting being at the fort with you or um, seeing it looks like you're, you're you don't like have to, you don't want to recreate it right but you're trying to keep it so it doesn't fall down some of the of the the ruins yeah and that's a big task you know that preservation uh, mm. of the ruins of what's left over of the fort um you know yeah. we do uh, a really good job of of maintaining um you know those remnants uh we we do have a program where you know we come through and try to put a shelter coat over over the original adobe and then we cap the top of the walls with sacrificial adobes so that we can have, the, you know, the majority of the forest still continuing to stand. Mm. You know, it's a very difficult process. And, and the reason for that is, you know, it's adobe is dirt, you know, literally. Yeah. Um, and, you know, every time it rains or snows, it does have an impact. So mm-hmm. in a sense, we're kind of fighting this losing battle, but, uh, you know, we're keeping up with it right now and, and we're really pleased and, a mm-hmm. lot of uh, these techniques for preservation for adobe come from Fort Union or, or, or you know, park service locations that do have adobes. Uh, for us, you know, when the fort was first constructed, uh, it's one of three forts built right here. So, you know, the first construction of the first Fort Union from 1851 to 1861, it was built entirely out of wood, you know, logs. And mm-hmm. the logs were never debarked. And so the buildings rotted away pretty quickly. Wow. Uh, lots of bugs, and people didn't want to live in them. And then we know in the <laughs> 1860s, early 1860s, you had the Civil War, and Fort Union was a target. So mm. the first fort was abandoned, and they built a second Fort Union. And the second Fort Union is a big earthwork. It kind of looks like a big star, if you, you know, if you're flying yeah. above. It's mm. one of those uh, Napoleonic War design forts, you know, where each point has demi looms and they're trying to direct you to be in between the points of each star so that you're caught in a crossfire. Uh, it never saw battle because uh, we know that down in uh, just north of Santa Fe, near Pecos, New Mexico, mm. and the Battle of Glorieta happened there. So yeah. the, the Confederate troops never made it to Fort Union. Uh, so that second Fort Union was fairly quickly abandoned, and then the third fort was built. And at that time, they decided to build it out of adobes. And the reason being is, there was really no other, you know, building material uh, around. Mm. Uh, so, so you know, the soil had the natural amount of, you know, silt and sand and clay to make proper adobes. And, uh, you know, it is the largest adobe structure in North America. 
you know, in terms of the amount of, of Adobe remnants that's still left out mm-hmm. there. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, it was built and it served its purpose and it, it was abandoned, you know, we know in 1891. But the reason why the fort fell apart so fast, in a sense, is because it was raided for its building materials. Uh, you know, local people would come uh-huh. down and take the windows out and once you pull the roof off of a structure, well, you know, it's going to fall apart really fast. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what happened to Fort Union. Like the roofs were pulled off, and, and of course, then they exposed the adobe fairly quickly and, and, you know, just, you know, kind of just disappeared with every rainstorm. Yeah. Wow. And and in keeping it up, I mean, you've got to think what life was like there. Because it gets windy in the in the southwest. I don't care if it's Arizona, the desert of California, New Mexico. Yeah. Texas, when the winds start, the winds decide, I'm going to, you know, I'm going, and we're going full force. Um, so that had to be something, too, just to be living out there in those conditions. I mean, you're living in mud, and <laughs> and yet at the same time, hey, let's put officers' uniforms on, <laughs> you know what I mean? And women wearing those, like, heavy clothes, and, you know, this is so interesting to go to places like that because it's like a little city, and that's what Nancy and I were like, this is like being in a, in a it is a town, Basically, yeah. because you have a hospital, you have the laun- the laundry room, <laughs> you know what I mean, the laundrette. Uh, you have all these. You have the jail, which is tiny, um, but you had all these different areas, um, and you also had like, and I I wanted to ask actually earlier when we were there, there's when you go to the very end before you you know when you walk the one side you go on the the left right when you do the full tour around, and then you go. I don't ask me directions. I need to go to a compass, but you, you take a right and you're going on the perimeter of the fort. There's like a sunken area in a circle. Is that, was that a well that they had there? Mm-hmm. No, that those sunken areas are all uh, cisterns. Fort Union had a very oh. viable and working firefighting system and the cisterns would store water for the firefighting. Um, oh. There were plenty of wells here at Fort Union. I, you know, we hmm. counted, I think, something like 16 wells. Wow. Uh, you know, the, the water is pretty close to the surface. So, you know, they're digging down probably 60, 70 feet and hitting water. So there was plenty of water, uh, you know. But, yeah, Fort Union is pretty unique when you come out here. You know, those walls were, were whitewashed inside and out. So they, they were, you know, it was, it was really good looking, you know, uh, a white fort out in the middle of the plains. Hmm. Uh, you know, hmm. uh, they used to haul ice down in the winter and store it underground and in the summer you could have shaved shaved ice you know uh in a glass uh you know the officers so you know it was it wasn't as terrible as it sounds but uh, fort union was known as fort windy uh which which you know i think the day you guys were here it was windy Uh, (laughs) so you know it doesn't ever go away Uh, but the one thing about a fort like fort union and and you're right because of the amount of horses and people that were around here, there was no grass. All it was was dirt and dust. Wow. You know, the wives and the laundresses and all, you know, everybody hated it because it got in everywhere. So uh, I don't think, you know, it was a very comfortable to play just because it was so darn dusty. Wow. Wow, that's amazing to think of, you know. Just- mm-hmm. Back there, and, and you've got such a good interpretive trail as well. And what was neat is that you had all those crows out there and little swallows. That, so it's a good birding destination, actually, because you do have the grasslands too. Is that something that the Park Service um, 
you know, cares about too, because it's it's almost like the grasslands are disappearing like our wetlands across the country. So I was, I really liked being out in your area because it was like being out on the prairie and you don't really think that when you think New Mexico, but it was, it, you, you have a prairie out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're lucky. Uh, we're surrounded by a, you know, a 95,000 acre ranch. Uh, there's no, uh, you know, there's no buildings out there. So our cultural landscape is really clean. You know, uh, the, the, the park is fenced in. So the only thing that's eating the grass in the fort are the antelope. You know, mm-hmm. you see, uh, so it's, it's pretty undisturbed per se. You know, it's been that way since the 1940s. So, uh, you know, we got a really first-rate uh, shortgrass prairie here in the park. Uh, we do have plenty of critters. You know, uh, a lot of folks really like the birding here. Uh, mm. you know, we have the Audubon comes out here and does their bird account. The staff mm-hmm. does it too. Uh, and we have a, you know, a bird list available for, for folks that come to the visitor center. Uh, you know, so that when they're out there, they're, they know what, what they're finding and, you know, they can identify them and they come in and let us know what they found. And, you know, that's just a good relationship that we have with folks that come through, especially thinking about the birds. Yeah. And then it, because we saw a lot of, we were like, this is cool. Nancy mm-hmm. just sat down and she's just like, yeah, somebody called me because we were on our way to California or some, I don't know what we were doing. <laughs> you know, we're mm-hmm. on the way somewhere. We always are. And somebody called me and I'm like, they're like, Hey, can you talk real quick? I'm like, well, let me get behind this wall of the fort to, because of the wind. She's like, what do you mean you're in a fort? I'm like, I'm in like, you wouldn't believe this <laughs> fort. Let me take a photo and send it to you. This is cool. You need to come here, but it's an easy walk. It's, um, I don't know. I just, I have, a, it, you just, you get the feelings of the past. And then when you see the wagon, mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because you got to also think where you are, you know, um, you got, you know, the, aren't you, you're near Wagon Mound, pretty close to, yeah, so, I mean, does that connect it, did they, is that all part of the Santa Fe Trail, Wagon Mound, I know the Santa Fe Trail and the fort, you're like, there's signs there going, Santa Fe Trail's running right from here to here, and I'm like, no way, this is cool, (laughs) this is like, better. you know, you get those roadside stops, but this is like, this was right here. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, and, and we we work closely with Wagon Mound. Uh, oh gosh, I'm gonna say a few months ago we had a a, a gentleman, uh, a, you know, Red Steagle come through, um, and he's he's part of the state parks in Texas, mm. and uh, they were doing a production on uh, the Santa Fe Trail and and uh, Fort Union and and Wagon Mound and. They did a short little video here and a short little video over at uh, at Wagon Mound, and they were going to put it on uh, their uh, – Texas has a production uh, that they – kind of like PBS, uh, and they put it together, and they, they were going to do a video on that for for uh, their, the citizens in, in, uh, in Texas. But, hmm. uh, you know, this is the, the 200th anniversary of, uh, of uh, the Santa Fe Trail, and so we're doing a whole video series starting in, in a few weeks uh, – and, uh, you know, based on this 200th anniversary of the Santa Fe Trail, and it's called Tales of the Trail. Cool. Uh, and we're really, ex- yeah, we're really excited about that video series. Awesome. Uh, just to get more information out there about the Santa Fe Trail. Uh, wow. And so, you know, it's pretty exciting. Uh, the Ford has, has undergone a, a transformation of, of, of pretty much everything the visitor touches and sees and wants to learn about Fort Union. You know, we have a trail guide. We have all new trail signs. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time.
Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. All new Wayside exhibits. Uh, we're in the midst of getting an entirely new uh, museum exhibit system put in place. And that'll be completed in the next year. So when, you know, if visitors haven't come by and they come by, you know, another year, they're going to be totally blown away by the complete change of, of what they see and touch. And we're just mm. so excited about that. That's this awesome. is, I know this it's is exciting. so cool because the Santa Fe Trail, we've, we've done quite a bit of it. Um, quite a bit, actually. Even if you mm-hmm. take old Highway 50 across the country, you hit a lot of, the Santa Fe Trail. We've done it in Santa Fe, obviously with you. Um, we slept on the Santa Fe Trail under the full moon. Does that count? Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> in Kansas, we had to stop and close our eyes, and we stopped at the. It was outside Dodge City, and we just you know were driving long distance. We had to stop for a couple hours. So we're like, let's sleep under the full moon on the Santa Fe Trail. Doesn't get better than that. <laughs> let's do that. So we did. Uh, but it's um, it's I, Nancy. We need to make a map. I think I know. we need to make we a do. new map. I know. Mm-hmm. This is dangerous when people like you come on our shows because we create more work. <laughs> now we're going to do yeah. a map. <laughs> of all the places we've been to on the trail, we're, I think that's so important because I think that's something we forget about the National Park Service. We know the national parks. There's national monuments, historical parks. Um, but we forget about all the, you know, the scenic rivers, the scenic byways. But the historic trails to me are so fascinating, and they seem to – kind of run into each other a bit because I think weren't they all at the very beginning, even the Santa Fe trail, weren't they all, I know there were the Royal roads from Mexico and up, but wasn't also the indigenous peoples, the native Americans who were using, you know, these trails before. Oh yeah. I mean, you're 100% correct. You know, the Santa Fe trail just didn't start all of a sudden because William McNeil came West, you know, it was already a trading route that had already been established. So, you know, there was no invention. It's just how, uh, you know, uh, you know, Americans and, and us, when we're looking at establishment of some of these things, you know, we want to tie it with something we know or that mm-hmm. feels good. And so, you know, the Santa Fe National Fur Trail is, is, is a component of that. You know, in mm-hmm. Santa Fe, the, the Park Service has a, the, the main office for all of these national trails, you know, from, from the Oregon Trail and, 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 and those things. So, uh, you know, it's pretty darn exciting. Yeah, it is. I, I wonder, is... you know, back in the day when, when people were traveling on the trail, if, you know, like when you go down Route 66, there's all those Burma Shave signs, and there's a whole lot of funny signs to look at. Can you imagine, like, if you're going down the Santa Fe Trail and you're walking next to a covered wagon, and then there's a sign saying, get your shaved ice here, only five miles. At Fort Union. <laughs> you can go to Fort Union in summer for your shaved ice. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, only only a few people were eating the shaved ice. Yeah, the, the oh. generals, right? You had to be yeah, up there. Well, the officers for sure. Officers. Yeah. Wow. 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 Let's see, but it's interesting. Now, okay, what? Okay, one of the photos I remember standing and reading about this, they kept, like, the alcohol and ammunition away. 
from the actual main part of the fort, right? Because they were scared that somebody would go, let's go and have a drink and play with the ammunition or something, right? <laughs> At the beginning, when you start the very beginning, the oldest part of the fort, they have this, like, way back here, they kept they kept the ammunition away from the actual fort. Was it because the people would have, like, oh, let's have some, you know, whiskey and go play with our guns? Or was it really just in case something happened that it was in a safer place? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, mm. you know, you know, places like Fort Union are just, you know, and I'm, I'll probably go a little off of, of your question, you know, on a little bit of a different tangent, you know, places like this, they're just so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they impact so much. Um, you know, when Fort Union was being established, uh, you know, there was a big push for that to happen. And, and mm. you know, a place like this, it provides security. Uh, but, you know, who's on the other side of, of, of the security, per se? You know, who do we fear? And so, you know, I guess that's 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 a component of it. Hmm. Hmm. It's, yeah, it is about who, who do we fear and what could happen, the what ifs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And and it's interesting. Yeah, Fort Churchill too. That nothing ever happened there, but it was like this important spot for the Pony Express Trail. You know, so it's this. All these things happen, and we are part of, you know, it's part of military history for sure. Especially with this being such a hub. But I, I for folks traveling through New Mexico, what's really cool is um, your by Pecos, which we need to get to. We didn't manage to. We we had to come say hi to you. <laughs> they were like, we didn't get to Pecos, but I feel like. Those you sh- we should probably do both um, on the same visit to get a full picture. If if we do yes. both parks, yes, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and part of it, you know, we're connected through the Santa Fe Trail, and we're connected through the Civil War more than anything mm-hmm. else. Us and Pecos, so mm-hmm. yeah, those those are the connections that we have. Oh yeah, the Civil War too. Yeah, that, that just seems so odd. You just don't well, think Civil War in the West. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we got we got the Civil War site here in terms of the, mm-hmm. the you know the second fort. You know, it's mm-hmm. in about sixty acres, and then of course, you know, the battle was down at Pecos uh, with troops from Fort Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that tie, you know, uh, and, and and then uh, you know the Santa Fe National Historic Trail goes from you know through through Fort Union on its way to Santa Fe, and of course. Right where Pecos' uh, National Historical Park is, you know, there, there's the pass that all the wagons had to funnel through. So, you know, when you're at Pecos, uh, you're, you're, the, the trail goes right through the middle of the park. Hmm. Wow. That, but that's what blows my mind about it. It's like, you know, you, you see where it went through. And, and what I was trying to envision, what was what was it like where people riding, you know, right through were they bringing their wagons through the fort you know i was just am i am i timing is my timing off here because the fort the trail was before the fort right i'm i'm now i'm totally way off i'm off see this is why you do need to know your dates in history because you don't want to be like (laughs) because i just like it all happened here but not all at the same time so it was the trail before the fort so because i was thinking you couldn't just you know show up with your wagon and say hey i want to set up camp at the fort you couldn't just do that well, unless and, you were going to do laundry, you know, right? And, and, <laughs> yeah, well, and that didn't happen. Uh, for only military traffic that the fort was doing or working with came through Fort Union. Mm-hmm. All non-military traffic 
did not come through Fort Union. Okay. See, that's how it, yeah, you, you had to, because this was an active force. And so so it's like now, today's time, we, it's a military base, you know? That's really what it was. I mean, if we look at going on it, like Camp Pendleton in Oceanside, California, and we've been on there, Nancy, you have mm-hmm. your, you know, the housing and, or 29 Palms outside Joshua Tree National Park, we used to live there. So you have your base. I mean, they had the commissary, they have, you know, schooling going on. I mean, it's like a whole city. It really is. And, I mean, you can see the city. You Really, when you drive through Joshua Tree Park at night towards 29 Palms off of the interstate, go towards it, you'll start to see these lights. And you think it's the city of 29 Palms, and it isn't. It is the military base, and it's huge. So it's kind of the same thing. We've just really gotten modern with it, right? Yeah, you know, contrary to, to kind of the Westerns and stuff, uh, people didn't really get invited to be on in a fort. Uh, it was for mm-hmm. the military. It was not for civilians. So, you know, if you're traveling down the trail and you stop by a fort, most of the time you weren't allowed inside of the fort. It was for the military. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the way it is today. I mean, you, you, know, you know, even with security being today, you know, nobody can just get on a fort, just be, you know, or a base, military base, just because they want to. Again, it's it has its own security, and they're not going to let you get on. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that's that's interesting about that too. So, when people go to New Mexico in your area, northern New Mexico, you've got Santa Fe, of course, um, which is also part of the trail. Pecos. The one thing we saw was like even being in Albuquerque, there you guys have a lot of parks, National Park uh, Service units in New Mexico. You could spend a month going to all of them. Isn't like 15 mm-hmm, all within a dri- day's drive? Yep, or there, there's 15. Yeah, there's 15 national parks in New Mexico. Wow, and you can do it like in one trip. And you've got Route 66 <laughs> that goes through there. Isn't Route 66 also part of the Park Service too? Because it's a historic highway. I think, I, I think they were trying to get it a national designation, so it may. Yeah, it might be. I don't know if it ever happened. I can't remember. I have to look it up now because we did a lot of that too. But it's real close, and so for people staying there, we're not allowed to go camping in the fort, apparently. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Like Here at Fort mm. Union, we don't have any camping. And back in the day, you had to camp five miles away. Okay. Oh. Okay. Hmm. So, But now you've got the places to stay really would be in Las Vegas? Yeah, Las Vegas. There's campgrounds in Las Vegas. There's a bunch of small state parks around you know, that are mm. great. You know, uh, there's uh, a few lakes and uh, Coyote Creek and, you know, so there's places to go and camp. And then mm. some of the other national sites around us have camping mm. too. Okay. And hotels downtown too, like Las Vegas. It's oh, got like yeah, a beautiful, the historic downtown. And that connects all back to the Harvey house too, like the Harvey house history, the Harvey girls. And um, I mean, that that's a whole other deal too. So there's like, the, that means railroad history. You got a lot going on in your area. <laughs> you really do when it comes to history. Oh yeah, there's there's lots to do in New Mexico. New Mexico is just such a such a national treasure, and you know we always encourage folks to come out west, enjoy yourself. Big, mm-hmm. great, big blue skies, you know. Oh uh, yeah. And, and and you know not a whole lot of people, and it's pretty darn safe. I think uh, you know even talking about safety on the news this morning, close to fifty percent of folks from New Mexico have already been vaccinated. So, 
you know, on the COVID side, it's, it's a pretty darn safe place to come and visit right now. Yeah, and it's, you know, open space. Like you're saying, the blue skies. Remember when we saw you, we were, we were still in that, oh, my gosh, we've missed the West. You know, we haven't been home for a while. So we were still in that, like, whoo, you know. Um, but, it, yeah, like you were saying, you, I mean, we had to wear a mask, and so everyone's still wearing a mask going in, right, in, in through the fort? Yeah, and, you know, that's just policy from, from the federal government at this point. Uh, okay. You know where they want to keep people safe, and you know we're still following basic CDC guidelines. You know, stay safe. You know, the social distancing is is the biggest thing, and and, and wearing a face mask in a building, um, and you know just keeping the numbers down. You know, and that's mm. really good for us. But you know when you're outside and you, there's nobody around you, yeah, uh, geez, uh, it's it's pretty darn safe. Yeah, yeah. they could. You could we we need fresh air. Human beings need it, and sunshine. It it'll keep your immune system happy. Um, the other thing too, when we were there, you, we we didn't go into the visitor center, and and a lot of visitor centers. I don't whether it's a national wildlife refuge, a state park, a, a national park. Um, a lot of them are closed right now because of the whole COVID guidelines. Um, but you said that you're actually getting a new visitor center coming up this year. You guys are you've got a busy year ahead. Yeah, and, and you know it's just, geez, it's gonna this summer right, we're we're you know the whole state is just expecting to to have huge numbers of folks coming through. Mm-hmm. But are you gonna when does the building for the new visitors? It's like is it the interior of the visitor center that's getting redone with new exhibits yes. or an actual new building? Well, no, not not a new building. They're just gonna rehab the interior. Mm, okay. Okay. And then that'll be cool. So, well, do you think that will be done this year? Yes, it's getting done this summer. Cool, cool, cool people. How this much is, this is exciting. I know, it's exciting. It's <laughs> exciting. I know. Well, thank you so much, Lorenzo. I know there's so much history, and we have to have you back on the show, also your chief of interpretation on at some point, because I know we do a lot of shows, um, specific themes like Buffalo Soldiers and the Santa Fe Trail. Now mm-hmm. we're going to have to do something special. I didn't know it was a 200th year. You know, we're going to have to do something now. So mm-hmm. um, we'll put our map together and give you a call because <laughs> we'll have to do a special show well, just on problem. the trail. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again, everyone. You can go to nps.gov forward slash F-O-U-N for Fort Union National Monument, again, in northern New Mexico. It's a beautiful, beautiful place uh, to enjoy nature. Not only this birding, man, there's pronghorn and we did not get to see elk, so we'll have to come back again because we want to people see your should, elk. All right. And people should, should go out there and paint pictures of it. I know. It's cool. <laughs> I know. That's it. That's it. There's, I mean, it's beautiful out there. So mm-hmm. go check it out. We're going to close with a song called Prayer for the Past, and in a few minutes we'll talk with Tanya Ortega from the National Parks Arts Foundation. So thanks so much, Lorenzo. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, and you uh, have a great weekend. You You too. too. You take care. Enjoy the fort. Yeah. All right. Here it is. This is Prayer for the Past by Evan Ozan. You can keep up with him at ozanmusic.com. Thank you. 